1: Jokic behind his back. What it uh, tastes like, Jokic?
0: Your sitter. Wow. Uh, as long as they're fans, I'm disappointed. That's all I care about. So the Warriors fans are coming here. The Celtics fans are coming here. The Lakers fans are coming here. But take that L on the way
2: out. Jokic. Here comes the
0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Podcast. It is Zach Nikosh and Gordon Gross. He's back with us this week. We are with DenverStiffs.com. It is the morning of the kickoff to the NBA playoffs. I guess if we're not counting the play-in series there that we had over the weekend, well, it only ended up being one game between Portland and Memphis. But we are official now, 16 teams left the Nuggets will kick it off here in just a few hours with the matinee game. Kind of one of the bummers of the bubble. We get these crazy playoff games at 1130 a.m. in Colorado. So I'm sure work productivity in Denver will be minimal, especially because I think the Avs are playing this afternoon, too. So it's uh, you should just call in, to be honest. Uh, I introduced him, but I haven't had a chance to say hello. Mr. Gordon Gross is with us, like I said. Gordon, how you doing, buddy?
2: Doing good. We're back. We have uh, playoff basketball ahead of us, so uh, yeah, looking good. And uh, apparently, like the Nuggets have everybody who they need healthy is actually healthy, so bonus there.
0: Right, or at least uh, everybody who they're going to get healthy at,
2: at least. Yeah, in, like whoever you've got is who you've got. Like the Nuggets, they're not going to have Barton and they're not going to have Harris to, for tomorrow for this game. They've already said that right. they don't have them.
0: Yep, they've already. So been Normally, ruled the Nuggets
2: out. are pretty coy cool with their interview report.
0: Yeah, you think – I wondered like – you know they tried to pull – they tried to be extra coy with the injury report earlier uh, in this bubble. They tried to release one that just yep. said TBD. Uh-huh. Um, I've noticed they, that that since then they've been a little bit more timely with their injury reports. I wonder if the NBA was like, all right, guys.
2: Well, I think it was a gambling thing. And I'm not going to lie to you. I think that's a gambling problem where they're like, guys, I need to make lines. I need to know who's in this game. So since we are now partnering with gambling people. Yeah, that's very true. But uh, you're going to have to be more upfront about it.
0: Right. that is Yeah, that is a great angle uh, on it as well. I would, Personally, I had to write the preview for that game when they tried to, uh, to uh, list it as TBD, so I was just upset because then I knew I had to wait around and probably had to update my uh, my preview later in the day, which I did, so I appreciate the Nuggets being more timely in their injury reports. I wish they had better news, as Gordon said, Yeah, no, 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 Martin, no Gary Harris.
2: It's really a bummer because Gary Harris is the guy that they were expecting to have to deploy on Donovan Mitchell. Right. Like, that is that is literally the reason that you have Gary Harris on the roster is to go lock down the guy who wants to, you know, shoot it from any point on the floor.
0: To be honest, though, like, I I mean, I don't know. The the difference to me between Gary and Torrey Craig has always been on more on the offense side than the defense side. Like, they're both... They're both quality perimeter defenders. I'd still probably yeah, give Gary, Gary the edge. Gary has
2: faster feet. Like yep. Tori's a bigger dude. Yeah, and Tori's. You know, Donovan Mitchell's what six foot in, in like barefoot. I don't know. Don maybe Don, six one was, in shoes.
0: He strikes me as a bigger guy, but I guess maybe not. Like,
2: no man, he's small. He's like just I, I, there's a reason. When you, yeah, when you're playing him at, at shooting guard, you're giving up inches always. Um, it's just that he's like he works out. Oh, wow, for yeah, him.
1: six one. Wow,
0: yeah. That's I mean, what
2: I'm saying. He's not a big dude. Like Jamal Murray is bigger than him.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I never realized he was
2: so short. So huh. it's the reason it's the reason that um, he's he uh, had some draft stock issues yeah. is because he's a shooting guard. And you were either you think you can make him a combo guard like the Nuggets did with Jamal Murray. Right. You know, uh, because Jamal Murray is also short for a shooting guard. Right.
0: But big for a point guard.
2: But, but yeah. But yeah. Biggish for a point guard. Um, and so you have to figure that out. Like so Donovan Mitchell was the right size to be a point guard. Um, but Gary Harris, who is also short for shooting guard, yep, matches up perfectly with Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Uh, they just don't have him, whereas Tory Craig is a little bigger and a little slower because Donovan has a great first step.
0: Yeah, he does. I mean, that's, that's what he makes his living on for sure. He'd say it's, you know, Donovan Mitchell is not a guy who, um,
2: he goes to the hoop but he's not there. Wait, right, yeah.
0: right. he's not a guy he's a guy you're gonna let him shoot it. If he wants to take jumpers, you'll you'll live with that. Um we're getting ahead of ourselves though. That's the that's the second half. That of would show. never happen. <laughs> right. Right. Um or more or less. I mean, we're not we're not gonna we're we're kinda we're kinda just winging it here. I didn't even write a rundown for the the show this time, because I figured it's we, me, it's we Gordon. We
2: so much, we could do this in our sleep. We exactly. don't even need prep for this show. Exactly, but
0: we do have a somewhat of a format that we need to uh, stick to, which is the, the looking back in the first half and the looking forward in the second half. We will spend most of the show on the Utah Jazz, since that game is coming up here very shortly, and this will have a very short lifespan in terms of podcasts, so um, no need to dwell too much in the past. But let's start there, because Gordon's been um, not on the show. Wasn't on the show last week. Are you uh, dogging me? No, it was my fault more than anything. <laughs> I didn't really want to even do the show last week because I just got back from camping. So, um, but we haven't had a chance to talk. I guess is 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 the the point I was making since basically we were getting this bubble thing kicked off. Now it's over. Um, Michael Porter Jr. has arrived. I think that's the biggest story
2: uh, for sure. Question. Yeah, one of the biggest stories in the entire bubble. Like the, right. if you're going to go bubble stories. You're going with I mean, Damian um, Lillard's number Damian one. Lillard. Yep. Damian Lillard is one. Because the Phoenix Suns. He, yeah, Phoenix Suns is two. Um, And I would have to say that Murray – or that um MPJ is probably three.
0: Right, because nobody gives a shit about TJ Warren. Sorry, Indiana Pacer fans. Was... But,
2: and I adore him and I adore Gary Trent. I'm really glad they got their moment in the sun. But really? that is not – you're not looking at long-term all-stars in theory. Yeah. Like I would love to see Gary Trent Jr. become an all-star. Well, not. Once he leaves Portland, he yeah, can right. become an all-star all he wants. Um, But, you know, you have Michael Porter Jr., who is now, like, putting his name up there as, like, the third best Nuggets player, potentially, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, with a handful of games. He he played for a week and a half, and we were like, yep, third best player on the team. Let's go.
0: Yep, and that's kind of like – that's like the floor now, and it's like – and, you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he may very well – I know this this is, like, you know, sacrilegious to a lot of people, but he may very well be the best player on the team. Like, And that's no knock to Nicole Jokic, like – Michael Porter Jr. just is that freaking good and is And right, I, I
2: will tell you that I, I still don't think that anybody's gonna be a better player for Denver than Jokic. But well, if you make around people him. better, yeah. Like Michael Porter Jr. is going to be the best version of the offensive Michael Porter Jr. that he can be playing in Denver. Right. And so and he also gets a spotlight. Because Jokic doesn't want the spotlight. Jokic wants yep. you to look good. Well Jokic doesn't care about looking good.
0: Yep, Jokic is super happy letting MPJ and in Jamal Murray soak up all all the attention he just wants to win games and it's and you're right it's you know what i think is probably the the thing that has surprised me the most because we were talking about this a little bit before pod like you and i we've been michael porter jr boosters since day one like this is it's not shocking to us to see him doing this but what is shocking to me is to see the chemistry between him and Jokic out on the court already
2: i mean they only played uh, it's 200 odd minutes together this whole season right you know, over the course of MPJ's, you know, 40, 50 games played. That's not a lot of time. Right. You and it
0: and, and it feels like they've been, it feels like they're at like that same level that Jamal and Nicole are at. Right? Yeah. They're, no, they're running the this two main goes, game. The, yeah.
2: the cutting, all of it, man. Like it's all getting him to the right spot on the floor. You know, the give-and-go, I can't imagine that it, that Michael Porter Jr. and, Jamal, and uh, Jamal Murray practiced it or that him and Nicole Jokic practiced it, but it looks good. Like, he looks good out there, so either they took really good advantage of their practice time or it's just really nice to have an offensive savant. Yeah. You know, and Jokic who just is like, eh, psh, I don't right. care if you ever picked up a basketball before, I can make you look good."
0: Right. And yeah, and an offensive savant who's going to feed a guy who's going to out he's going to outsize pretty much anybody who tries to defend him uh, yes. on the perimeter and uh, even if they are defending him well as we've seen plenty of times, it doesn't matter. He'll still bury he'll bury that right in this LeBron's eye him. either way. Yeah,
2: that's fun. Yeah, I don't care. Well, and the, the again, the thing about about Michael Porter Jr. that is outstanding is that we've gotten to see the total package now right. that you've gotten to see him do chase down blocks in the bubble. Yeah. You've gotten to see him get these massive rebounding games, single handedly, keeping them in entire halves just because he was rebounding the crap right. out of the ball. His you know, passing has been really good too. Yeah. His passing has been good. You've, uh, he's willing to pass it to uh, other people on the team on breaks just to make sure that the guys who are chasing with him get balls. Yeah. Like it's, it's been terrific. He, he hustles for the rim. You know, he had the one slow game in the bubble to start the bubble, um, and then basically apologized to his coach and was like, "What? Well, sorry, Michael, like I'll, I'll be better. Uh don't quit on me. And went out there and just rebounded the hell out of the ball and, and scored like a crazy person. So yeah. yeah. It's been terrific. This to, is what we expected all year.
0: I'm not sure. I can't remember the the, the Clippers game. <laughs> I was talking about this with Ryan on the uh uh, on the Denver Stiff Show, I was like, I can't really remember much about the Clippers game because I was doing that stupid virtual fan thing the whole time. Yep. Um, which turned out, as, as I said on the Denver Stiff Show, like cool little, cool little novelty moment, I guess. But um, not, not the way I would particularly like. It, like if they were to ask me to do it again, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good.
2: I'm good. I, I had the one experience. there, right. buddy. everybody. I prefer. I don't mind. I want to like, enjoy the basketball game. Right.
0: Right. I want to be able to watch the basketball game on my big TV and not like this tiny little note card size screen inside of a team's call. Like, yep. Nah.
2: While, while having good. an entire family of people screaming in my ear. <laughs> right.
0: That kid wanted its ice cream. He Sure, let Whoop, every, man. he let everybody but, know. But have
2: ice cream. Like the nuggets and ice cream are <laughs> right. a good combo. I'm not going to lie. Listen, I've done it before. Listen,
0: my my kids ask me for ice cream every night, whether or not we actually have ice cream. So right. um, I get it. I get it. But
2: but, you know, yeah, but dude, We get back to the Lakers game. Like, you know, MPJ, was he great in the Lakers game? Well, he was nah. good in the Lakers game, right? He was perfect. I mean, the Clippers for game. Forward. Yeah, the Clippers game, yeah. You know, Clippers game, you're like, nah, I mean, not great. But he didn't play. What he played like twenty, twenty five minutes. Yeah, I don't think he played. You that know, and much he was tired. You could tell he was. He did not have his shot looking good.
0: Right. Yeah, you could see the legs start to come out of him, which is probably yep. why they hold him out of that Toronto game. Agreed. They should have. Yep. I mean I, I i was i I've been so baffled by by Malone's approach to the rotation I and don't. arresting people. Like I would have like, dude, like I who cares? Like why? The the game had zero. Like it was pointless. Zero pointless everything was locked in at that point everything yep. yep so like why do you not why not try Noah Vonleh out there for like 42 minutes then correct like who why why play Jokic or Murray or MPG like i wouldn't have played any of those guys and i would have been like yeah Noah's going to pretty much play Noah and Tyler Cook are pretty much going to play the entire game but eh, eh.
2: whatever you yeah. know like it's not that big a deal like and it's those things you know Malone coming out of the last game screaming about how he hated everything that they did you know, and I'm like, well, you know, you're the one who said pack it in. Don't get hurt. Yeah, exactly. So don't then yell at them about, well, I can't believe you guys played soft and didn't want to get hurt out there. Well, yeah, we don't, man. Right.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting, right, in the the comment that he made that the, we can't just turn on a switch. And it's like, well, that's kind of been your approach to this whole thing is that you're basically like, yeah, we'll turn on the switch once the playoffs get here. So like, I don't right. know.
2: Yeah, you I I don't say know say that are talking the whole about. Time. Yeah, it's it's this really I understand it in the sense that Malone likes to do these things in pressers where he's like, we are going to focus on three point defense because that's where Utah could possibly hurt us. And I'm just going to announce it post game and I'm going to have a post hawk reason for it. Like right. it, we were terrible in this game at three at defending the three that that matters, even though I shut down everyone who could have defended the three. That doesn't matter what matters is we were terrible at it. And now I have something to go back and show film on and say, never do these things. Right. Like, it's just, it's just a point of emphasis that he wanted to make after the game. And Malone does this all the time. It's fine, but it's really weird when he's talking about like resting Nikola Jokic. And so they throw a game against uh, the trailblazers. Yep. You know, and then the next game he's playing, you know, Michael Porter jr. Like 45 minutes.
0: Right. (laughs) Through double OT. Yeah, it was um like I said I mean the whole thing the whole thing was kind of uh kind of weird to me. let me ask you this. Do you have any concern going into these playoffs that the Nuggets have lost uh four of their last five?
2: Oh, record?
0: No, I because yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause I'm like, well, they probably would have beat the Lakers I and mean, they probably would have beat the Trailblazers. Again, I can't really right. remember much about the Clippers. Um but like I'm like, so yeah, And they didn't no. even
2: try against Toronto, so I I yeah. mean if you're not gonna try if you if you throw entire fourth quarters away and you lose, like if they'd won those games, it wouldn't matter either.
0: Yeah, well, they might have ended up as the two seed. Um, well,
2: yes, okay, but I, I mean, in terms of, you know, do I feel better about them, you know, winning in the playoffs because they won their last four or their last five? No, everyone else was resting players
0: right. and and you know? I kind of feel like when you looked at those games, like they had the they uh, especially the Lakers and the blazers, like they had them, they had right. them right there at the end. and if they'd wanted yeah. to put their starters back in, they'd probably win those games. Um, but they didn't, and so they lost some. No. And know. I love
2: the effort. I love, you know, I mean, maybe not in the Toronto game, but that was fine. Nobody cared about the Toronto yeah. game. It was the last game before the playoffs, and everything is locked up. No Full one cares. Just don't get I mean,
0: hurt. Like, I barely watched much of that Toronto game live, anyways. I came back and watched it later, but. You didn't um, miss anything. Yeah, I was like, one, it was like, again, it was in the middle of the day. I was like, oh, I gotta work. Uh, and two, I was like, and, and it's pointless. Like, it was a completely, like,. There, it was kind of funny. It, it, this is um, this is something that Vic Lombardi brought up on on Altitude Radio. He was like, the NBA cannot sit here and say um that this is about anything other than money. He was like, that that's what it, if it, if there was anything about a sake about safety, if safety was your number one priority, you just would have not played the game, right? Like yep. there there were, because it was completely pointless. Like they it had no effect on anything, um, other than. <laughs> TV contracts and revenue and whatnot, and so that's what I did. I thought that I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, this is clearly about the money. But you and I, I mean, we, we've we've harped on that um, plenty on this show. Like, it's, it's always yeah. been about the money. And I mean, it's
2: always about the money, and I don't I don't mind people who are in a business trying to make money right. from their business. Right. It is what You know, yeah. all these people want to make money. I do not blame them. It is their job. It's kind of what you know, we're but just don't, to do. Just don't sell it right? to me. Just don't sell it to me that it's like saving the American dream or some shit. Like, <laughs> you know. Like, nah. You have a business, you're trying to make money, and I, as long as you keep your players safe and the people who come in contact with your players safe, then I can't really argue with you. That's fine. Make some right. money.
0: And and as far as – I mean as far as we know and it, with all the testing results that we've been given, yep. I always think it's interesting. They know only the NBA players who have been tested. Yep. Have all tested negative. I'm like, well, what is there? Was there like a – you know, was there a waiter down at the Epcot and that person <laughs> came up hot and we're just oh, – we'll just –
2: so that's, just don't include that number. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. I, but I mean, but I, I, I assume not because I assume something like that would a have got out and b would have been a big deal. So um, yeah, to their to their credit, uh, as as you know, both of us were very skeptical of this whole bubble concept. Like they seem to have uh, pulled it off very well so far. We've still got what did they say the final? We still got like six weeks to go. So um,
2: yeah, they're doing we'll good. See. And, and, and now they're going to add. Schedule.
0: They're going to add in that next layer of um, yep.
2: bringing the family or the yeah, friends, bring the or families, and friends,
0: or no Instagram yeah. models.
2: Correct. Apparently. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody that's a quote unquote casual acquaintance, a casual, a.k.a. A, a hookup lady of
0: the night, if you will.
2: Yeah.
0: They will not be making their trip down to the magical kingdom. Yeah. Um, Though I wouldn't put it past Lou Williams to try to get those chicken wings and nothing else.
2: Hey, man, don't rock the chicken wings. Sometimes Magic. you gotta have them. You gotta have it, Magic City, baby. Um, yeah, I guess let's
0: before we'll, we'll hit a break here in, in just a little bit. If you had um, one takeaway from from the seeding games, that's not Michael Porter Jr. related, Gordon. What would it be?
2: Um, Jamal Murray's back. Like. Yep. You know, being concerned, like, I wasn't, you know, once once Jokic went down and was healthy, you know, you got the one, like, preseason game with him and he was fine, I'm like, that's good. Like, I, don't, I have no concerns. But I definitely had concerns before the, you know, the bubble game started about Jamal Murray and his health, because he sat out like Barton and Harris sat out. They didn't play, you know, um, much preseason time. And so you're sitting around hoping – that that Jamal Murray's hamstring is OK. Yeah, because he didn't start. the He didn't start the playoffs, you know, as a healthy player. And they were like, it's just precautionary, which is the same kind of stuff they were saying about Will Barton, who still hasn't played. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, so it's...
2: so oh. Jamal Murray being healthy, playing a bunch of minutes, which I didn't think he should play, but still being healthy at the end of it and being able to go. That's that's really, really good for the Nuggets. They need him. He's such an, an important part of what they do and they literally have no one who can replace him.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I mean Monty Morris has played very well um in yes. the bubble, but he doesn't give you what Jamal does. And if you put Monty Morris I mean, Monty Morris is it's difficult, I think, to play Monty in Jokic ball because Monty is is, is so much used to doing and it does for the Nuggets bench is the the playmaker right he is the guy with the ball guard. in his hands yeah right he's yeah. a true point guard he's the one who sets up the offense that's what he's yep. used to doing but when he's out there with Jokic that's not what he does and and Monty's been all right um shooting shooting the ball this in the in the bubble so he yep. he still works as you know an off ball kind of guy with Jokic and whatnot but it's it's just not the same so i agree with Jamal Murray a huge um, a huge part of it. The other thing that I would say, the big takeaway I took away is <clears throat> Jeremy Grant is looking to get paid. Man, like,
2: yeah, 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 Jeremy. Jeremy's had a nice start. You're right. He
0: has, yeah, he has been, um, he's been really good. I and mean, it's it shouldn't like it shouldn't be too surprising because the guy's about to have his contract expire and is um, basically come out publicly and said, I think I can I can get more than what my player option is. Um, yep,
2: and he's not wrong. Like he absolutely will get more than that.
0: Right. Well. Hopefully, I mean, it'll be the CBA will be an interesting thing. He should. In, in a normal year, yes, he would, but I guess we'll see. Um, we'll well see the, yeah, how. The, the thing
2: for him is, is, is that he's going to get more years of security. Right. Like, no matter what, I don't know that he's going to get the contract he would get in a non-COVID year. Right. Um, just because we don't know what's going on with the way the season's going to go next year. Right. I feel um, like but... owners are
0: going to be pretty cost-averse, so I don't think they'll be handing Correct. out as many contracts.
2: Yeah, I, he, you're not going to go out there and get a lot of nine-figure contracts this, this offseason. Uh, not that I would have expected him to get that anyway, but uh, he's going to get multi-year security and probably something like a player option to make sure that he can go. He can either take the security and the money or he can go hit the market again once we you know don't have to play bubble basketball. Honestly, if and, I was a
0: if I was a free free agent this upcoming season, like I would I would only sign a one and one. Like that would be it. Like I don't I can't imagine like locking into anything long term. Like okay, let's yeah you know, let's lock in this season, and if next season things aren't looking great, great I'll pick up my option. And if right. things are I, back to I was normal, thinking, then I was boom. Thinking
2: two years in a player. Yeah. Um. But it, you know he's going to get something like that. He's going to have another free agent year ahead of him. You know, in his prime. Another free agency season. And so he's going to set that up. So I I expect him to get paid, but not necessarily in years, but definitely in dollars.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's go ahead. Let's hit the break, and then we will turn our attention to the Utah Jazz. So stick with us. We'll be right back.
1: We've all been there. Don't be fooled by the phone number, as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. Welcome back into the Pickaxe Podcast. It is Zach Mikashen and Gordon Gross from denverstiffs.com. We are done talking about seeding games, bubble nonsense. Um, well, at least probably still some bubble nonsense. but
2: There will be bubble nonsense. Um,
0: don't worry. <laughs> right. And we are, though, ready to now look forward to a tip, which will be happening here in just a few hours. The Denver Nuggets start off the NBA playoffs. They will face the Utah Jazz a a hollowed rival, if you will, of Denver. It's kind of interesting. I think the Jazz rivalry has fallen a little bit to the wayside. I think there's still some definite um, contention between the two teams there, but uh, and, and in particular the fan bases. But like I feel, I feel like the Blazers have kind of supplanted Utah. Whereas whereas you used to say, you know, when you thought of Denver Nuggets rivals, like Utah was generally one of the first teams, if not the first team. Sure. Um, off of people's mouth, particularly the those of us who who were around in the '90s, like Gordon right. and I, were old. Um, we're old school people, yep. exactly. And and you can remember kind of. I mean, I remember one. I remember losing to the Jazz in in '94. Um, after the Nuggets had beat the Sonics, and and then the other thing that always sticks out in my my mind was John Stockton breaking Magic Johnson's yeah. uh, career assist record. Against the Nuggets. Like it yep. happened. The, and, and the scorekeepers were basically just give. I'd like, he'd pass it to Carl Malone. Malone would like dribble three times back yep. into they the guy like, a couple.
2: Assist.
0: Right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll count that. And I was like, these these home cooking scorekeepers. And they they, for some reason. They wanted
2: it to happen at home. Right. They the, wanted it to happen
0: at home. They, and they did. To make sure that happened. Yep, yep. And that, that always sticks with me. Like, God, it is always like one of the things that makes me. Um, really just despise the jazz I don't know it's somewhat irrational but uh, but that's where I mean that's where it comes from for me is really that it was because after that right it was abysmal for the nuggets until Mellow came um, so that was kind of the the last uh, playoff moment we had was that game seven against Utah and um, yeah, I think it just kind of stuck with me and kind of sort of made them a rival but then when the nuggets played them again in Mellow's uh, era in 2010 you know it was that was it was Supposed to be a, a pretty easy series for the Nuggets, not too unlike what it sort of feels like this time going in. Luckily, Denver has their head coach with them this time. He's not battling cancer um, when they're rad. not depending on Adrian Dantley, aka I'm upset about what seat I get on the bench. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, he's not no, the guy a- leading. A- him a- anymore.
2: Yeah, Adrian Dantley for the being a great basketball player was not a not a great choice as the the next in line head coach right. in waiting that was right. not that, that did not work out well for denver was, or adrian dentley really
0: right yeah because say like, after after he started i mean i think he went to some other team and coached for a little while he might actually went to utah but um
2: we well, went to be a crossing guard right what yeah
0: he's a crossing guard
2: he was working as a crossing guard
0: wait like he like 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 at the local school like he's got the vest on with the stop sign? yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> all right
2: <laughs> no i'm not kidding he That's, was working as a crossing guard in maryland
0: this is the craziest I've, I did not realize.
2: Uh, so yeah, look that story up, man. Hey. Yeah, Adrian Dantley went to go be a crossing guard Um, after he was working for the Nuggets. He went back to Maryland. He was working with schools. He's working as a ref at games, and then he was working as a crossing guard near a middle school. Um, He just – he wanted medical benefits and to hang out with, and like pay it forward to the youth is what he said. So, yeah. That's
0: the craziest thing. You're totally right. Yep,
2: I'm not messing with you. <laughs> Like I, that's like the fall of Adrian Dantley was a big deal, and and it happened directly because of that game, um, and so like the Nuggets don't have that situation now. Thankfully, that that they're they are set up well at head coach, they're set up well at assistant coaches until you know Chicago takes them all.
0: Yeah, which will be interesting to see as, as uh, of course, what Gordon's referring to is uh, Chicago, who uh, is now headed by former Denver Nuggets. Uh, what was he? The vice president of basketball operations?
2: No, uh, uh, he was. That was he was the GM. No, the, the, the was, VP was. The basketball, uh, the president of basketball operations was Connolly. Well, yeah,
0: Connolly's the president of basketball operations, but I thought I yeah, thought so Arturus was the, was the VP slash GM. Whatever, who cares? They, uh,
2: they're all <laughs> tightens, man. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, but of course, Arturus went to Chicago, and then this weekend, after you know some hand wringing by Bulls Twitter, Chicago did what they Bull needed Twitter to do. Yeah, yeah, they need to calm down. And I was trying to tell them that I was over there on the uh, on the SB Nation blog site being like, "Calm down, guys. This is just this is how it works. They're not used to the Nuggets front office experience. of You're yeah. not going to hear anything, and Correct. they're going to take the, the their Nuggets time keep to do their whip everything. Shut,
2: they take their time, they assess everything, and then they make moves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes bites them. That timeline, if you're used to guys talking in the media all the time and discussing their their innermost thoughts, Arturas yeah. is both going to bore you to death and <sighs> maybe make you unsettled. But just like, calm down. Yeah.
0: Arturus is definitely not that guy. Tim Connolly is not really that guy either, but he's got a little like media he a little seven, bit. He's yeah. got
2: some salesman in him. Right. He's, he's got some, like, you know, I'm working the Midwest route trying to move these HVAC machines in him. <laughs> right. Arturus does not. Arturus is like, uh here's your cup of coffee. Arturus get out is of like my... the KGB agent. That's <laughs> Yeah, no, he's – don't mess with Arturus. Like – that dude is ruthless, but he sounds very, very non-threatening.
0: Right. No, and he's a great guy. I mean, anytime I've had a yeah. chance to talk with Arturis, he, he's been awesome. Um, of course, though, so they, they did finally fire Jim Boylan, which was like the most obvious move for any any GM. Um, <laughs> right. And now now Denver's top assistant, Wes Unsell Jr., is among the rumored candidates to take over right. the job in Chicago.
2: And you know, um, I mean, you have the Pelicans who, in theory, may have just fired um, – you know, Alvin Gentry because well, Chris well, was- Finch is sitting on their bench, and right. if they didn't do that, he might go to the Bulls.
0: Yeah, that could that could very be, well be the thing. I mean, Chris Finch, yet again, uh, we all, of course, know Chris Finch is, is sort of the uh, – he gets a lot of credit as being the architect of Jokic Ball. And then um, after that, he shortly went to, to New Orleans because, yep. hey, what do you know? New Orleans paid him more. Shocking. Right. Um and and then not only he got he got the Anthony Davis, uh, Boogie Cousins thing to work until until injuries uh, kind of sidelined that whole thing. And then this year, I mean, you look across. I mean, look at look at what Brandon Ingram's done. Look at the improvement Lonzo Ball has yep. had. Obviously, they haven't had much of Zion Williamson, but when they've had well, him, but he
2: folded in seamlessly.
0: Right? Yeah, exactly. They've been able to make him work on I mean, offense. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so uh, Chris Finch, a guy who could certainly be. Uh, uh, someone who could be very, very sought after in the um in the NBA coaching carousel. We are though, way off topic. Uh,
2: Wait, look, man, I just like to drag. You see how far off we can go. So anyway, back to Denver.
0: Back, well, back to the Utah Jazz. Uh okay, let's start with let's start with the big thing. Mike Connolly, obviously he uh left. Congrats to Mike Connolly. Um with the birth of his son. He left the Absolutely the bubble. Yeah, which to me I, I will say point and some people some people would, would argue against this, but I I, I will always say one hundred percent now. Like you know, like I get in like maybe missing a wedding, like people can have multiple weddings. Um there are, or or other thing, a graduation or something like that. Like there are, there are not many things where I would put my, particularly in this situation where I would put my multi-million dollar career on hold for something. The birth of your child, though, like that happens once, and it doesn't matter if it's you've already had kids before. Like it is, it is unique and special with every kid. And as a father, you should absolutely be there for the birth of your child. Um, so. Mike Connolly 100% did the right thing, playoffs bubble be damned, like – Um, It is what it is. And and, and he said on his Instagram post, you know, he said it it helps you remind you of what's most important. I thought that that is spot on like this. He definitely uh, chose what was most important. And so um, no knocking for that. And hey, it actually works out in the Denver Nuggets favor because he will at least be out for a couple games while he has to re-quarantine. Right. Um, He has to get back
2: four days. Like whenever he gets back, he's got four days of quarantine to go through, assuming that he didn't break quarantine and he followed all quarantine (laughs) procedures while he was gone.
0: he didn't go to magic city for wings
2: correct uh, <laughs> yes the, the things were, were taken care of there but i was um,
0: i mean so he they, they had the baby uh yesterday on on sunday i would I, it would not have surprised me if he's already back in orlando like it, it could have been that quick like hey we're gonna we're gonna induce on this sunday okay i'm gonna fly out there i'm gonna you know i'm gonna see my my kid be born and then that night i'm going back um to Orlando, that would that wouldn't shock me if that's what he did. So I don't assume he'll miss too many games, but he no, will at I, least I miss, miss a couple. Probably the first two, yeah, at least yeah, the first he two for
2: back, sure. Because the second game is Wednesday, he can't come back before then. He could make it back for Friday.
0: Right, right. So with that said, Gordon, do you, how much more confident does that make you about the Nuggets' chances against Utah?
2: I don't know. The Nuggets tend to mess around when they're not really challenged. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so it's been a habit. Right. Like, you know, the same team that can go toe to toe with the Bucks, you know, gets beat up by the Pelicans like That's that's just who they are. So, no, I'm I'm not necessarily more confident like the Nuggets are the more talented team, um, especially with the shortages and even including the fact that Will Barton and Gary Harris aren't going to play. But the the Jazz are used to playing without Conway in the starting lineup anyway. Right. You know, like he yeah, did, they did he, that he, he was for a, like half the season this year. Yeah, he was off the bench for the for the beginning. Like I think they ran it through uh, Joe Ingles, as I recall. They were doing a lot of point forward stuff with Joe. Um, you know, they have Moody I don't know that they should start A because they don't have a bench point card anyway. You know, who's not a rookie. So uh, I have concerns that I I feel like they're probably just gonna, you know, run out there and and um, try to have Donovan Mitchell, you know, have a little more ball in his hand and then you know, running with Joe Ingalls, trying to coordinate some offense for them. And I, do I think that's going to work against Denver? I mean, I don't think it's a great idea. Right. Um, But we're going to find out, like, the Jazz are not in an unfamiliar situation, though. They have done that before. Um, And it's really a matter of whether Denver can contain shooting. So I feel good about the fact that Denver is, the better team and that they have the right pieces around, like they're not missing Jokic. They're not missing Murray, you know, right. uh, but I still feel like the Nuggets have some work to do when it comes to not having threes rain down on their faces from, you know, for 48 minutes.
0: Right. Yeah. I, Um. I mean, the, the Conley is obviously a very strong defensive uh, point guard. He's a little older I think now. So. Job yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean that, that I think is, is, is an improvement because there's nobody else. Whether I mean, Moutier is, as we know here in Denver, is not a good defender, uh, despite the size. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is. not You're not putting him out on That's the court to defend people, like. Right. Um, and beyond that, I don't expect them to really play. I mean, and they
2: have they have Gobert, who's a great defender, but not against Jokic, right? You know, he is. It, it's he is not there to stop Jokic when Utah stopped Denver in the past or caused them trouble. Um, You like to point this out, Zach, that it was mostly Derek Favors doing the heavy lifting by being very switchable, by being mobile, by getting in front of people like Jokic and frustrating them. Um, And without Favors, uh, they can't play that way. And Rudy Gobert by himself, his game of, you know, obstructing the middle and blocking a bunch of shots and grabbing rebounds doesn't work against Jokic, who's just sneaky and slow and below the basket.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, in Jokic, he's exactly he's. He's not going – he's smart enough to not just take it at Rudy Gobert right at the rim. I mean, he if he's going to take it right at Rudy Gobert, he's just going to Sombor shuffle over him like we saw uh, when he hit that big shot in that Magnificent Seven game. But for the most part, I mean, yeah, he doesn't get too bothered by by Rudy, especially this season at least. It's really not been an issue with him at all. And and I do attribute a lot of that because Utah went to with kind of a smaller – uh, grouping around Gobert and don't don't have Derek Favors there anymore, and that's. Um, well, they've been
2: trying to play more more out. Like, I mean, there's a reason that they're the they're the best shooting three point team in the league. Right. They said, look, we're just going to put Rudy in the middle, and then we're going to put shooters around him.
0: Yeah, they they went with the uh the two thousands Orlando Magic.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, they the, the, Dwight, the Dwight Howard protection yep. scheme.
0: Yep. Which you know, I mean, it's not it's not, hey, a, it's bad not, not a bad way to go, and they have got a good personnel to do it.
2: Way more threes than they shot with Orlando.
0: Right. But now, I just, I'm, I'm very interested with, um, with, with, with Connolly out, like how, how they approach that. Because you're right. They don't, uh, I mean, they didn't, they didn't play Moody against Denver in that double OT game, which is probably the last time either one of these two teams, um, really took a game seriously. Uh, so I, I, you know, they, they basically played, Jordan Clarkson off the bench as their guard, and that was pretty much it. Everything else was bigs, um, and they ran a lot of stuff through uh, Connolly or, or through Mitchell. So uh, I'm curious to see how they approach that and what, what way they go. I think it's yep. it's going to be some interesting wrinkles. Like I'm just curious to see, like who's going to be that starter who's going to take Mike Connolly's place because if if you don't put in Moutier and you go, you know, you go bigger, you might go George's Yang or something like that. Um, then, I just
2: the, the problem the problem the problem that the Utah Jazz are going to have. Is that Conway made them better? Right. That he on the court they were very positive, um, what like a five net rating or something, and it like dropped like fifteen points with him off the floor. Right, like he's just uh, it's the, he made them better on both ends. He stopped penetration into the paint from the point guard, which made Gobert's job way easier. Yep. You know, um, and he he was able to hit three. I mean, Mike Conley was actually, you know, stroking pretty good from three this year. yeah, Thirty eight something percent. So good for Mike. Like I he was very good for them. Their problem is this does not help them cover Jamal Murray. And it also doesn't they don't have anyone left to cover that wild card we were talking about, Michael Porter, Jr. Like it's Michael's 6'10". I don't know who they got. They're going to try to slow him down with
0: yeah i mean they don't they they and that was my point when i was writing the preview for this game um for the or for the utah game last week was you know joe angles is 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 a solid defender i think he's starting to slow down a little bit is you know he's he's
2: getting what a white man old yeah he's
0: exactly so um but he he gives up a good three three four inches to mpj and then i mean royce o'neill again i mean a solid like player i guess but not somebody I would sit there and you know game plan for. And Royce is six four, so it's like yep. They,
2: um, and Ed Davis just left again, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and Ed Davis
0: is out now. He's yep. um story of Ed Davis's career, man. That guy just
2: can't get can ever get healthy. He, he, yeah, I know, and I feel bad for him. Like he's had he's had some good stretches, and then you're like, nope. That uh, it's just a size thing, and he he just has not been able to stay healthy. I mean, he wasn't playing a lot for the Jazz this year anyway. But he's definitely not somebody that you could be like. Well, my secret weapon is going to be Ed Davis. No, it's not. Because right. and he's about the only guy who, at least height wise, you know, yeah, stands the shot.
0: Unless you're gonna, you know, or, or you just kind of start getting. I mean, I mean, Jarell. Oh no,
2: God, even Jarell Brantley
1: is short too. Like, yeah,
2: yeah all like, that... They don't. They don't have the size on the wing. You know, the guys that they have who are the right size don't play the right position. Yeah, they're would... not. They're not fast enough to guard Michael Porter Jr. You know, and they are not perimeter defenders.
0: I would not be shocked to see Niang play and uh, to be the starter because he's at six seven. He's yeah. Be,
2: yeah, he's he's the he's the closest they approximation they, they have.
0: You have him and Joe Ingles, and that's who they're gonna have to try and throw at. Yeah, him, and and, and
2: I expect I expect Joe and him to be on each other, and Joe is the the veteran, you know, and he's the three point shooter that I know Michael Porter Jr. three times a game is gonna leave because he's ball watching, and Joe Ingles is gonna hit another three, and I'll be mad. But you know, those are the growing pains you go through with a young kid. Yeah.
0: It's, it's it's very true, um, and at this point, when when you see what he can do,
2: um, uh, the, he will you'll still take be a plus pace. versus Joe. <laughs> like that's the thing. <laughs> right. Like for all that, that's going to annoy people, and Malone is going to lose all this nice new hair he's grown. You know, Michael Porter Jr. at the end of the day is going to be the bigger scoring threat, the bigger rebounding threat. You know, that's what you're going to get from him. Uh, yeah, I guess unless his legs are shot from having played a bajillion minutes in the last week and a half.
0: Right. Who gives you the most concern on this Utah roster?
2: Uh, probably Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I, I mean, mean,
0: it's got to be, right? Like,
2: I, it's, I, I, would, I, I feel bad because it feels like I'm disrespecting Gobert. And I, I like Gobert, but we've seen Gobert get played off the court in the playoffs before. Right. You know, that, that there are things that you can do to him game planning-wise over a seven-game series— that you don't do to him flying into Utah on a Friday night with another game Saturday. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean they're gonna. I mean one thing we, we've we've seen Gobert and we saw seen in this bubble, um, seen him struggle with, is like he's just not great on the switch. He's off a of pick and roll. Like he's just not. It's as as good of a defender as he is. That is kind of the spot that he struggles. And um, with the Nuggets and and Jokic' ability to run the two man game with either MPJ or Jamal Murray, like uh, I expect. <laughs> a lot of uh Gobert Gobert getting those guys out at the perimeter and having to make that work and i think uh yeah. the the and then the other thing that it really struggles that you're going to really struggle with being a team like Utah who doesn't have a bunch of size is when you get that switch that also means you've probably got Jokic rolling to the basket and it's probably a soft yep. roll you know he's not he's not looking for a uh, an alley oop, but it doesn't matter. Right. All he has to do is set. We see this all the time, right? He he has that soft roll again, and then just sets up right there yep. in the post. And now he's going to have you know uh, Donovan Mitchell or or whoever on him. And it's, yeah, it's, and I don't
2: I don't give Donovan Mitchell a lot of shot, you know, defending a guy who's a foot taller than him. Like right. that's just not his bag, right. and that's fine. But they just the Nuggets can put them in so many mismatches when you if you just have Porter roll to the rim, whoever's guarding him is not going to have the the range they're not going to have the wingspan you just throw it up near the rim and you know porter's going to take it in and go like the nuggets in any kind of role situation are going to have massive advantages
0: yeah yeah exactly and and that's just again i mean it kind of goes back to that Derek favors thing Like, you just don't have anybody else other than gobert in terms of size i mean you're when you're out there and you're depending on um you know, Tony Bradley basically is your backup center to give you give you meaningful minutes against a player like a uh, uh, Nicole Jokic or a Michael Porter Jr. Like it's just not going to happen, man. That's like it's just there, there's too much firepower. There's too much, there's too much versatility and skill in all these different guys right. that the nuggets can throw at them where, you know, we're not, we're not throwing one trick ponies at them. It's going to be dudes who can, you know, if you put a short guy on me, I'll either, if it's, you know, MPJ, I'll just shoot over him. If it's Jokic, I'll just body him up in the post. Um, yep. If you put a bigger guy on me, well, I can just blow by him. Oh, by the way, I've got great court vision and passing as well. Like I've, <laughs> if, if you try and bring the double, I'll find the open guy. Like right. it's, you gotta be well, really on point. With, even if
2: you go with we're gonna force it to be a guard scoring affair, you know, the the Nuggets still have Jamal Murray, and I expect Jamal Murray and and Donovan Mitchell to duel in at least one of these games. You know, but Donovan has to do everything. Right. Like Rudy Gobert is not a world class scorer.
0: Right. Yeah. He's, you know he will finish. He's a good finisher. He's a good I mean, he sets great screens, obviously. You and know. he's
2: good at cutting to the rim, but the right. Nuggets in the second half of the the Jazz game already, we're like, no, that's not going to happen. And once you keep him out of the paint, once you make sure they can't just dump the ball off to him or he can't roll to the rim, he doesn't have a third option right. for getting a lot of points. He can make a couple of buckets. Yeah, but I mean, that's he'll, not he'll
0: get game. those the offensive rebounds and whatnot and put backs and, yeah, yeah. and that. But, um, so yeah, he's, no, so he's.
2: why he relies on Donovan and Donovan in the Nuggets game, what? Those 33 shots?
0: 33 shots for 35 points. Yeah, not, yeah. not great.
2: Yeah, I mean, if if that's the scoring that's going to happen, the Nuggets will take that every yep. time. Have, please score thirty-five or forty points a game on us, if it's with thirty-five shots every
0: yep. time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the game plan, right? Like we'll let Donovan and Mitchell get his yeah. because we know it won't be the most efficient thing, anyways. Like let's just make sure Gobert and, and Clarkson don't kill us, right. and we should get through this pretty easily. That's, I mean, that that's sort of the way I look at it. I don't know. Um,
2: I don't know where their scoring comes from there. They, the the jazz would have to a stop Denver from scoring. Um, and I don't, if there was defense played in the bubble right now, this would be the first. So it's definitely more of an offensive approach. Um, because people, teams just haven't had time to get into their, their regular season defense. Right. And so it's going to be high scoring. And so where is Utah going to get the points to keep up with Denver?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it, right? I mean, unless like Clarkson portion, and I Mitchell guess. are, yeah, but unless those guys are averaging, both of them are averaging 25, 30 points a game. Like it's, right. it's not going to matter. There's, there's, you're going to have to find other guys. And, you know, yeah, you might have that one guy game where like, you know, I mean, who really? knows? Maybe, maybe an Emmanuel Moutier scores 20 points right. or something like that. But like you, there's going to have to be a really superhuman effort, I think, from, from those, those scoring guards on Utah's side to really make Absolutely. this. A chance for him,
2: and it's, again, it's it's nothing against Utah, but being down, you know, not having Boyan there is really right. hurting them. That
0: hurts, yeah. and now yeah. not having Connolly as well for your Correct. first two games. Yeah, that's
2: you know, I mean, it, it's not that the Nuggets are better off without Will and Gary. They could absolutely use those players, right? Um, but
0: but they they, they found a twenty five point game scorer, a like yeah, so, yeah. Right. exactly. They they ended up having this. Um, this extra phenomenal scorer in reserve that they were just like, okay, we're going to just unleash him now. Um,
2: right. they were using him before and he's literally taken all of Will's points and all of Gary's points, put them together and all of their rebounds and put those together. And he's doing all of that as one person.
0: Yep. Yep. And it's working well for him. Yeah.
2: So. I mean, if you can ever combine two good players into a whole one other player, yeah, you're doing just fine.
0: Are we gonna, Yeah. And I think as long as you can get the defense, Um, there, which I will say in the bubble, his defense has been better. I mean, it's Michael Borda Jr. is, I don't think ever going to be a defensive player of the year candidate, but, um, he's, he hasn't been as lost, I guess I'll say.
2: Well, and he's, the thing is energy does matter. And that's really what, um, coach Malone really likes is energy and effort. Right. Like it doesn't even matter if it's all that effective, but he wants you to care Yeah. because just by caring, you can alter shots. Even if what you did wasn't technically perfect.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, especially a guy like him who's 6'10, like Yeah, when you have and
2: a bunch of athleticism, <laughs> it's amazing what you can do against much smaller players. Right. Right. Or even bigger players. You know, like he was willingly bodying up Gobert in a couple of those, you know, to try to fight him for rebounds. Right. You know, when he was when they were playing Utah. So yeah, like he's he's big and that's the other problem that Gobert's going to have is that MPJ is not that much smaller than him. Right. Yep. But is way quick
0: Way quicker, yep, and and will be more than happy to pull him. Go Bear out through one. Like that's that's, that's the right. thing about the Nuggets. Like if if the Nuggets get Go put on MPJ, that's great yeah. because yep. he can just pull him out out of the paint, and then either a, I mean, the guy can still probably shoot over him. Um, because of just how good of a shooter he is, or B, now everything is now everything else you want to do is open, uh, because you don't have a a fantastic rim protector sitting down there. So right.
2: um, yeah, yeah, the Nuggets so take the, that you, all day. I wonder if like the Jazz are going to go with the zone, you know, at some point. But oh, please the, go the with nuggets, the zone, though. I know, <laughs> I would love it, but it's you're looking at how are you defending what the Nuggets are bringing at you?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's um. It's and it may cocky,
2: that... but look at him and you've got Jamal Murray who can penetrate, who can score, who can get really, really hot. You know, you know only like maybe 30% of the time, but, you know, that's still a game or two he's going to win you.
0: Right. As we saw last year in the playoffs, I mean, Jamal Absolutely. flat out won them game two against San Antonio. So yep. um, just you know, because he got hot. Got,
2: yeah, you've got him with the ball in his hand. You've got MPJ playing off ball. You've got Jokic with the ball in his hands or playing off ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jokic is the best player on the court on either team. Yeah. And you know, so you Nuggets get... have get the best player, more deep, more depth, more scorers, better shooting, better. Well, I don't know about that. The Jazz can really shoot from three.
0: Yeah, that is true. I guess that, that that's that is a fair. So, so
2: with the Nuggets, the reason that Malone is harping on um, three point shooting, even in a game that he, they were throwing that they didn't care and they had their reserves in is because that's the one way Utah can win this. Yep, yep. It's the just like getting, you know, the same fertilizer. way you win it, um, you know, as a mid-major trying to take down a, a major college program in the NCAA yep. tournament. You just bond them from three and get lucky.
0: Right. Now, luckily, I mean, the Jazz would have to win four games doing yep. it that way, which is, which is hard to see. It is it's just it – it's, it's hard
2: to see it, yep.
0: All right, Gordon, uh, before we get out of here, what do you think? What's your, your series prediction?
2: Uh, Well, before Connelly had to go, I was saying it was – Going to be Nuggets and six. Now I'm Nuggets and five. Nuggets in five.
0: I'm with you on that. I was even before Connelly. I think it's Nuggets and five. I think you, you probably drop a game somewhere in there where Donovan Mitchell goes crazy or something like that.
2: Yeah, someone's um, going to go berserk. It's going to be him or Gobert. Might or be right? You know, but like it, the if it's not one of those guys, they're just losing. Like they need somebody to just go ham to a ridiculous yep. level to pull out some of these games.
0: Yep, I'm with you. I think it's a five game. I don't think it's too difficult. I just I think overall Denver just is they're just overmatched. Or, or Utah is overmatched by Denver um, in this matchup. And with the added things of not having Conley for these first games, not um, obviously Boyan not being there in the bubble with them. and then, It
2: really hurts, man. Yeah. Like, I would love to see Utah and Denver at full strength. Although if they were at full strength, Will Barton and Gary Harris would be back, and they would right. be a still a different thing.
0: Yeah, I would still, even with both teams at full I, strength, I would still like, there, not yeah. as chances. But, yep. um, but, even, but in this scenario in particular, I, I think they're, they're um, hurting they're, in exactly
2: the ways they need to not be hurting to slow Denver down.
0: Right. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And, and Denver's, again, they've got – the Denver's got the X factor right now um, that every team is going to have to figure out, which is Michael Porter Jr. And the Jazz, I don't think I'll have much shot at figuring that out. For there the are some teams that can solve it.
2: The Clippers might. Yep. Um, I do not expect the Jazz – I don't think that they have the guy and that's or the scheme. Yeah. And so I, I just it's, – it's not a personal judgment. It's just – you know, as an observer, I don't see how they do it.
0: Yep. I am with you, sir. All right. Well, we will go ahead and we will wrap up the show there then. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I'm at Zach Mikosh. Gordon is at G Money Nugs. Make sure you're following the site at Denver Stiffs. Um, we are over on Instagram at The Denver Stiffs. We also have a YouTube channel and a Facebook page if you guys want to follow us there. And make sure you are subscribing to the Denver Stiffs Podcast Network. We added an episode of The Dig uh this week so if you want to catch the dig you want to catch this show you want to catch nuggets numbers you want to catch denver stiff show hear all about my experience as a virtual fan um you guys can get all of those shows as soon as they are published if you are subscribed to the denver stiffs podcast network so please do that we would love if you would leave us a five-star rating if you think we deserve it of course no handouts here no participation trophies on the pickaxe but if you guys uh, I do think we deserve it. We'd love for you to leave us a, a nice five-star rating because that does actually help quite a bit uh, with getting this show out to more viewer or not viewers, more listeners. Alrighty, righty. Uh, Mr. Gross, as always, appreciate you being on, sir.
2: You too, man. And uh, in a few hours, we'll see how this goes.
0: Here we go. Go Nuggets. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week.